Mawthi rahmatillah alamina nabina wa habibina Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim Mabad Al-yawm thamanitun wa ashiruna min shahri Ramadhan al-Mubarak Al-fuarbawmiya wa thnan wa arbaun Al-muafiq li-ashara min shahri May Al-fayn wa ahidu ashirin نواصل درسنا في هذا الكتاب المبارك كتاب الله عز وجل صلى الله سبحانه وتعالى يبارك فينا وفيما نتعلمه. So today إن شاء الله we move on to ayah number seventy fifty seven right أبدرمان ومن أضرمي من ذكر بآية ربي. وما من أنسى يمنو Okay. So we start from the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَا مَنَعَ النَّاسَ أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا إِذْ جَاءَهُمُ الْهُدَى وَيَسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ تَأْتِيَهُمْ سُنَّةُ الْأَوَّلِينَ أَوْ يَأْتِيَهُمُ الْأَذَابُ قُبُلًا So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after he discuss the nature of the sharia that he has given the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned uh, to us that everything has been made clear. And to us, it's just up to us to follow or to stay away from it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provided in, you know, bo both uh, options for both choices that somebody is uh, going to be making. So, and now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, since we have a lot of people rejecting the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us the reason why some people are rejected. What is the cause? Because with all of this beauty, and Sharia comes with uh, uh, peace, Sharia comes with uh, tranquility, Sharia comes with uh, success in life, but how come some people are rejecting it? So simply that is nothing which is causing them to reject except gurur, deception, and arrogance. No deception and arrogance because everything has been made clear and they can see it clearly without being in need of any further explanation. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا مَنَعَ النَّاسَ أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا إِذْ جَاءَهُمُ الْهُدَى وَيَسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about the tamarrud al-kuffar, the arrogance of the kuffar, those rejectors of the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi al-qadim, you know, in the past, starting from Nuh alayhi salam, all the way down to the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, the, the reason why these people are rejecting, you know, uh, the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are denying the truth, you know, although they have been shown all of these, you know, mu'jizat, uh, you know, miracles that each prophet brought, you know, along with his message, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, there was no prophet that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attached with him an amount of evidences that are more than enough to convince his people that he is definitely coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has come to humankind with these miracles. We call them mu'jizat, we call them ayat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted people to be, uh, what do you call, more sure that having these signs which are against the norm can confirm that this person is from, is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's not speaking out of his uh, desire. So, nothing is stopping them from this except arrogance. 
That's why the result of this arrogant, uh, arrogance pushed them to, uh, uh, to ask for the punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, to ask for the punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanAllah. You can see how arrogant is, is a person who, instead of taking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but now he is saying to the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or any of the du'at, why can't you bring the punishment, you know? If you're truthful, why didn't, why didn't you bring it now, you know? SubhanAllah. So they were given a time, you know, for the prophets and the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to produce the punishment for them. So they're waiting for that. And for sure, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want to bring the punishment at that moment, they will be waiting, waiting, waiting. Without believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until the time the punishment arrives and strikes them. <coughs> and by then, no going back. No U-turn at all. SubhanAllah. Even the people of Saleh, when they ask for the punishment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them, Tabatta'u fi dharikum we give you three days to live. Three days are more than enough for them to repent, you know. But as the poet says, If the basira, the inside, is taken away from somebody, eyes cannot benefit him. You need that basira, that insight, insight, you know. So this request for the punishment to arrive, which we have seen from the people of the past, is the result of the arrogance that deprived those people from accepting the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they used to say, Bring the punishment. Why can't you just send down rain of fire on us, you know? Why are you delaying it, you know? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they are requesting for the punishment which happened to the previous nation, or they want to see a new punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will come and attack them right on the moment. No need, not necessarily to be like the, 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 the first one. You know, either the sunnah of the previous nation, that's sunnah al-awwalira, means the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with the previous nation, you know, uh, they want to be there also in that way. Or they see the punishment coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which will strike them and take them all. SubhanAllah. You can see how much twisted is the aql of these, these ones. Because usually, usually if you are in doubt of something, you ask for guidance. You tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please let me see it. You know, let me see it if it is, uh, the, if it is true. Ya Allah, let me be guided. But imagine these ones, they are saying technically, if it is okay, they're willing to, to be destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If this message is correct, they're willing to be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, means The punishment that they will see with their own eyes. SubhanAllah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا نُسِلِ الْمُسَلِينَ إِلَّا مُبَشِّرِينَ وَمُنْذِرِينَ you know, uh, there that, that is, that is, that is no messenger that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent except as a warner. And somebody who gives glad tidings, you know, good news to the people. That is, this is their job, to convey the message and also to warn people, you know, from going against the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also to give good news, you know, to those people who agree to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Allah the messengers of Allah when they come they come uh, for uh, the purpose of giving good news to those who accept them and also warning uh, people from the punishment of Allah if they are to reject the religion of Allah Allah says but unfortunately we have given them all the necessary tools that can uh, I mean serve as a uh, as an what do you call evidence that these people are truthful in their statements and their actions you know and their conveyance of the message you know but unfortunately you have the non-believers the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the kuffar they always argue you know in the wrong way they try to use their intellect they try to use their rational you know capacity to understand the text of the sharia if it doesn't go with that desire they reject it you know they engage in this debate bil batil debate will batil is to use false evidences you know to reject the truth to to use the, the something that is false something that is batil to reject the truth from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, man ursul al mursalin illa bashirin wa munzirin wa yujadilu alladhina kafaru bil baatili li yudhidhu bihi al haq. Why are they doing this? They are doing it li yudhidhu bihi al haq. So that they can destroy the truth with it. You know, nowadays we have this, even from among those who call themselves Muslims. But they are engaging in this debate. We have heard a lot of uh, the, these uh, kind of mentalities nowadays in existence calling upon the reinterpretation of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I heard somebody who called himself Muslim, you know, but he's still tell, telling the West that they should keep pressuring the Muslims so that they can agree with those principles, you know, and values in Islam to be questioned. You know, we have all of these majaneen. Allah, we have all of these uh, majaneen, insane people and among us. They attach themselves to us, but they are not with us. Because somebody who agreed that the Sharia of Allah could be criticized, and the word of Allah should be criticized, should be questioned, this person left Islam, you know. Because there is no Islam if somebody has question against Allah There is no Islam with that. A person cannot be Muslim if he is to reject Allah Even if he called himself, he called himself Muslims, it doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work. You cannot claim Islam, but at the same time, you are calling upon the rejection of the principles which are rooted, you know, down deeply down in the religion of Allah You can't do that. You're either in or you're out. Allah grant is good. So Allah says, وَيُجَادِلُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِالْبَاطِلِ لِيُدْحِضُوا بِهِ الْحَقِّ so whenever yani, the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded them, you know, brought ayat for them, subhanAllah, uh, for the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they take it as a means of mockery. You know, they make they mock it, you know, they make mockery of it. And up to date, this thing is there. Don't you ever think that this is happening? You know, this used to happen during the time of Abu Jahl and uh, Abu Lahab, you know, and and all of those gangs, you know. Uh, don't you ever think that it happened in those days? It does not happen in our time. You Allah. Up to date, we still have people who are making mockery of the Sharia. When you mention the Sharia, it's like uh, what, what, what this person is talking about, you know. They mock you because of your practices, they mock you because of your statements. You know, the moment you mention the name of the Sharia, you know, some people take it as, as a joke. You know, Kadintaha Mahunarik. You know, some this is something that is already passed, you know.
That's why we failed. That's why we couldn't make a move. We become the, the, the what do you call, the, the slaves of those people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, used to make your slaves, you know. Uh, and I mean slave technically, but they follow you, they learn from you, they take from you, they, 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 they take your advice, you know, they learn how to live. We taught them how to live. Islam taught them the proper life. And you go back and see all of those empires, uh, empires, you know, previously, which one among them was upon what could be called life. They're all based on injustice and oppression, you know. Was tragedy, you know, the history was tragedy. But Islam came within 23 years, filtered the nature of the people, life became so excellent. You know, life became so excellent. A good example given to uh, what you call to all of the humanity. But you have to know something of this nature, which brings nothing but peace, must have a lot of enemies must have a lot of enemies because the vast majority of people who you see on earth they are not looking for good as Allah SWT says must have enemies because this system is telling them you cannot take riba this system is telling them you cannot bribe this system is telling them you cannot steal Assalamu alaikum. Sorry, my battery went off. So, as I was saying, uh, why people oppose Islam, you know, many, or I mean, you can say most of the people, because it's a system that tells them uh, all forms of corruptions are supposed to be rejected. None of them is tolerated Islamically. No injustice in this life, no corruption is in this life. So no riba, no bribe, no theft, you know, no crimes, no murder. You know, everyone has a right to live except the criminals who goes against the, uh, Allah SWT first and foremost and the community, you know. Those people who think they have a right to take the life of others, Islam is chasing them, running after them, you know. So imagine a system like this, a system who came to tell us that this person that we used to enslave, especially the sisters, you know, go and read the history of the past and see all of these. A system which will come and tell you they are just like anybody else. You know, they came from one source, you know, male and female, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there is no difference between male and, uh, difference between a male and a female. For sure, they will not agree with this. A system that comes and say that, and sisters, they have value, they have to protect themselves, and one of the means of protection is to wear the hijab. 
That means you are cutting off all the roots of enjoyment, you know, and serving the desire of those criminals. You're going to cut them off. And you think they will just keep quiet? They will never keep quiet, you know. A system that comes and tells you that uh, all of these free mixings and promiscuity and all of these things which people call right, they are not right. They bring nothing except tragedy to humanity, you know. Of course, the criminal has to oppose it. So I just want us to understand why, 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 why all of this war against Islam? Somebody who did not even know what the word means, but anything, anything they will put it on Islam, you know. And somebody was saying that, and they're not saying all the Muslims are terrorists, but all the terrorists are Muslim. You know? Even how to extract the words also he doesn't know. And this person is not only a blind person, because if he read history, even today's history, he knows that who is terrorizing humankind is not a Muslim. It's more on others. You know, others are doing that. But unfortunately, if a Muslim does something wrong, it has only one interpretation, which is uh, what you call terrorist act. But if other than the Muslims, you know, anybody else is going to do, you know, they do on the daily basis, you know, on daily basis, they have explanation. He has mental problem, he has this, he has that, he has this, he has that. All of these uh, any, any useless words that comes from, 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 from them, you know. They know if they go inside Islam, Islam does not tolerate, you know, whatsoever terror, uh, the terrorism at all. It doesn't exist in Islam. And it's subhanAllah. They should go and read history and see who bring, I mean, who brought peace to humankind, you know. They should go and read history. But unfortunately, they know. But as Allah SWT says, this is just based on arrogance. They know the truth. They know the truth. I believe all of those critics, you know, those critics, so-called intellectuals, they know the truth. They have all the information. But this is just hatred. And this hatred is based on we cannot tolerate something that will come and cut off uh, what do you call our desire, you know, which Islam says this is not something to be to be tolerated because it is based on injustice and sucking the blood of others. How many people are suffering in this life? You know, a lot, a lot. And we come in the media and we talk about hunger in this country, hunger in, the, in that country, hunger in this and that, and this, this, this and that. We don't have a shyness of ourselves, actually. We come and talk. But at the same time, we are spending the wealth we have. We have a lot. And in some places, they burn the food they have to keep the, the economy stable. Take that amount of food and give it to those people. When you destabilize the countries through the war and civil war and all of these things, you know, let them live in a very peaceful way and see uh, if they don't have the capacity and the creativity to, uh, I mean, live their life in a very comfortable way. Well, like most of these, uh, I mean, places, they don't, if not all of them, they don't need the intervention of others, but just let them live, you know. We don't do that. So when Islam comes and says that every human being has a right to live, you know, a very comfortable life except the criminals. Of course, you might have, you, you should, I mean, you are definitely going to have a lot of enemies opposing and fighting. So we just have to be aware of this and maintain Islam and promote it, you know, be proud of being Muslims. Be, be, be proud of being a Muslim. Yeah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us uh, to the truth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They always do the jidal with batil so that they can stop the truth from existence. Because they know that if the truth exists, the battle will be, will be taken away. And uh, unfortunately, Muslim, we don't have a trust, you know, 
you know, ourselves and the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why we fail. As I said, they're supposed to be following us and we taught them a lot of lessons, you know, subhanAllah. They learn how to live, you know. They mentioned something very beautiful when the library exists. You know, when you talk about library in a place, you're talking about civilization, you know. I heard one of the non-Muslims, I don't know whether he converted to Islam or not, but he's mentioning the same thing also that uh, people used to mention before him. That civilization reached Islam, you know, and Muslims were civilized, and uh, the, 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 the Western community, entire Western community is still living in a the village. They don't know what to do, you know. But now, how is it? The Prophet said, You're going to be following the, the track and the path of those people who came before you. Shibram, step by step. They said, Are you talking about the Jews and the Christians? He said, Who else? No. He said, Who else? You know. So we should be very careful. Hold upon your religion. Wallahi. Only Islam can bring peace to humanity. Only Islam. Allah says, That's Sulaiman explaining to Balqis when she sees the civilization and the technology in his palace, you know, which regardless of her, you know, you know, wealth, you know, but she came to the place, she was like, uh, uh, subhanAllah, uh, taken by that, you know, it's too much for her. He says, we, we are Muslims, you know, I like this word, you know, we are Muslim, that's why we are like that, you know. But now we think that we are backward because we are Muslim. You know? And that's why we remain backward. Even those people who think, you know, they're just laughing at themselves, you know, that they come, come to the media and speak English, very good English, and talk against Islam. Islam is backward and all of these things, you know. Those enemies of Allah SWT are laughing at them. Yeah. They're laughing at them, using them to oppose, you know, our own people, you know, using them to oppose our religion. May Allah SWT guide them and let them think properly and understand that nothing can bring peace to the humankind except the religion of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says wa yajadilu alladhina kafaru bil batil li yudhhidhu bihi al-haqq wa takhadhu ayati wa ma unziru huzwa. So whenever it is mentioned they take uh, they don't take it seriously, you know. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, they don't take it seriously. They make mockery of it, you know. Allah says, وَمَنْ أَظْلَمْ مِمَّنْ ذُكِّرَ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِ فَأَعْرَضَ عَنْهَا وَنَسِيَ مَا قَدَّمَتْ يَدَاهِ إِنَّا جَعَلْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ أَكِنَّةً أَنْ يَفْقَهُوهُ وَفِي آذَانِهِمْ وَقْرَةً وَإِنْ تَدْعُهُمْ إِلَى الْهُدَى فَلَنْ يَحْتَدُوا إِذًا أَبَدًا Dawah is necessary. You know, there is no way for people to live without dawah. Human beings by nature, we are created in this way that we forget from time to time. And we have this nature of arrogance, you know, trying to be on top of somebody, you know, top of others, you know, nobody can tell us what I believe in is the only correct way, you know. So that's why dawah is necessary to bring us down to understand, I mean, down I mean to make us humble, to let us understand the fact that we need each other for reminders. We need each other for reminders. So not necessarily that you find everyone accepting the dawah, from the prophets and the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you find some who will agree, you find some who will not agree. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that those who disagree, usually they do not disagree because, I mean, they are not rejecting the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of them not understanding the message. No, they do understand. But arrogance is depriving them, you know, 
from uh, hidden the message from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says here, "Wamn alzalamu mimman dhukra bi ayati Rabbihi fa'arda anha wa nasiya ma qaddamat yada." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Is there anyone who is more oppressor, you know, to himself and against uh, the community and against, you know, the humanity? Is there anyone who is more, you know, oppressing, you know?" Whose oppression is beyond others? Is there anyone who is worse in terms of this oppression? Than somebody, whenever he is reminded about the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but guidance and becoming a pious and righteous person, whenever somebody remind him about this, you know, he turns away from it. He doesn't want to listen. You know, this attitude is still there, up to date, you know. Some people, before you even talk, they cut, you know, they leave the place. They don't want to continue. Because to them, you're going to be mentioning these stupidities and they have no time for this. Some will tell you that, yeah, if I know that it's, you're going to be mentioning Islam, and, you know, I will never waste my time to stay, you know. I heard somebody who was saying that you guys, whenever we mention something, you talk about Sharia, 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 you know. He says, uh, yeah, whenever we mention something, you talk about Sharia, Sharia, Sharia. You know? And that's a Muslim, you know that? That's Muslim, not just Muslim, an intel so-called intellectual, a professor in the university, you know. Saying that whenever we talk about something, and then people will bring Sharia in. And what is he talking about, you know? And there's a Muslim, one of us, you know. Subhanallah. At least be shy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At least be shy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you're, going, if you're looking for a zalim, you know, somebody who is oppressor, look at that person who, whenever he is reminded, you know, by the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or by the du'at, you know, about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the punishment in the hell, anha, he will turn away from it. And at the same time, as if he never engaged in the commission of sins, he will forget whatever he did before of sayyat. You know, that's nothing, you know. He doesn't even think it is an issue. So Allah SWT says, if you're looking for a zalim, look at this person. The message comes to him, but he doesn't want, want to listen. So, what happened in the case of those people? How come people have been reminding them they don't want to listen, you know? Nuh alayhi salam spent uh, 950 years, you know, nobody accepted him except a few. And they were a lot, you know. Another prophet, nobody accepted him except three. Another prophet except two. Another prophet except one. Another prophet, you know, finished his tenure, but nobody accepted him, you know. He went back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the way he came with nobody with him, you know. All of them succeeded because they did what Allah SWT asked them to do. As I always mention, my dear brothers and sisters, in da'wah, what we need is to be persistent and to be, to be uh, I mean, steadfast, to have the knowledge and to put the knowledge into practice and action and to maximize patience on that and also to invite others to the truth. Make sure that you uh, convey the truth to them, you know. Maintain this attitude, this is what we call supporting the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-intisaru li-deenillah. You can see in my mention, there is no mention about how many people are following you. 
Who is following you? What is the nature of the followers? And in fact, if you look at the reality, the followers of the messengers of Allah are the weak element in the society. I call them weak elements, not in terms of strength. In terms of strength, they are more powerful than those people who they are so rich and so powerful in terms of authority. Wallahi, those people who we might be calling weak, they are the strongest. You know, why are they the strongest? Because they are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's the strongest pillar, you know, to be, to be holding upon. You know, subhanAllah. That's why as a Muslim, Wallahi, don't you ever think that your side is weak as long as you are practicing the religion correctly. Use wisdom. Don't cause harm to others because religion of Allah SWT, that is no harm to others. That is no harm to others. If you practice it correctly, everyone is going to enjoy. Somebody who thinks it is harmful to him, he has to change his thinking, you know. Because Allah SWT never, never reveals something that is harmful to, to us. So that's, 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 that's the how I wanted us to think that if you're with Allah SWT, you are with the strongest pillars. Uh, pillar. uh, Lut alayhi uh, salam, uh, when he saw those criminals, he said, He said, I wish I can have some power over you. You know, he said, I wish I can have some power over you. You know, because he see those men are coming to him, you know. He said, I wish I can have strength to fight you back. Or I can hold upon a strong pillar, you know, some support to support me to fight you back. So that you would not attack my, my guests. Rasulullah said, may Allah show mercy upon our brother Lut. He said, he forgot that he is the one who is holding upon the strongest pillar. And who is that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at how, what happens, you know. Look at what happened. And there's a message to us that you should relax, you know. Look at what happened after that. Those criminals, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them. Almost a punishment that nobody received it before them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lifted them up. Up to the moment Jibreel connected them to the first Sama, we're not talking about the space, no, it penetrates all the things we're talking about, the galaxies and everything. They reached the first heaven, you know, he put them next to it first, you know, and the angels, they can hear the, the, the barking of the dogs and the screaming of the people, and then he turned them upside down, all the way from that place down to the ground. You know, he took the city from the root and turned them upside down. That wasn't enough. Allah SWT sent rain of fire to each and every one of them. If you're looking for an evil rain, look at that one. They were totally gone. You know, that city was now in a place where nobody amongst a human being can live in that place. You know, they became part of the history. That's what happened when you hold upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what happened. You're holding upon the, the strongest, you know. Within the blink of an eye, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can take the whole city, less than that, and turn it upside down. Because of a single believer. You know, Lut alayhi salam, that is even uh, opinion that says uh, only his two daughters accepted him. You know that? Only his two daughters. Even his wife also rejected him. Only his two daughters accepted him. SubhanAllah. Imagine life like this. How tough was it? And living in a city attacked by these criminals, homosexuals, and then at the end of the day, only two people accepted him, you know. 
and they're not just doing the homosexuality which is against the humanity they also commit other sorts of forms of corruptions so many corruption in that city they have this corruption in so many uh, uh, places they they, they 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 intercept people from the road and they take from them their uh, what do you call their, 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 their goods you know they're thieves you know they're robbers you know they have other tragedies also not only this but Allah punished them because of this first and then some other uh, bad attitude they have so I just want you to appreciate uh, being with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what happens you know, with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam holding upon the strong pillar, and there we go. If I'm, I mean, to narrate the stories of how much Allah subhanahu wa taala is supporting His people if they are holding upon, and Him, you know, the time will finish. It will finish. You know, we need a lot of hours, you know, to discuss these matters. So as a Muslim, be proud of being a Muslim. Be proud of uh, your attitude and your manner, and maintain your. Uh, your, your dedication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and don't you ever think that your side is weak you Allah you will never be weak unless if you left Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you have uh, that sister who told Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam she said inna shaytanaka qad tarakaka wa qalak wadda'aka wa qalak you know she said your shaytan awudhu billah you know your shaytan she was referring to who she was referring to the Prophet I'm, I'm sorry, she was referring to Jibreel And imagine, imagine somebody, you know, among the ignorance. She was referring to Jibreel. She called him Shaitan, billah. And she said, it looks like your Lord neglected you. SubhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals Surah Al-Duha. Ma wadda'aka rabbuka wa ma qala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shown the Prophet you know, has shown the Prophet وسلم, how much he is holding upon the strongest pillar, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He took him to Isra wal Miraj. Rasulullah saw some of the signs, some of the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Only some, not all of them. He managed to see only some. And he said, I saw one angel, and this angel, if you are to travel from his shoulder, before you reach his ears, you need to spend 700 years. That's one angel. There were eight like this. And we don't, we, we don't know. This is what Allah SWT has shown the Prophet We don't know there might be angels who are more bigger than, than this one. We don't know. We don't know. And Allah SWT says, لَقَدْ رَآ مِنْ آيَاتِ رَبِّهِ الْكُبْرَى We have shown him some of our signs. You know. So dear brothers and sisters, my advice to all of us is to make sure that what you are doing is the correct religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what you're doing is according to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu and use wisdom to invite others to the truth and don't worry about who is accepting and who is not accepted you focus on that which you are saying to the people is it correct or wrong make sure that it is part of the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu and you use wisdom when you convey the message other than that you leave it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will make the, the job for you be in the light of our God. so Allah says they always turn away from the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and forgot what they did of evil deed. So what really happened? How come with all of this clarity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put in the sharia, you know, he gave us, how come they rejected? The reason was based on the following. 
you know, they push, 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 push. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them so many chances. They burnt them completely until the time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blocked the means to the guidance from them, you know. SubhanAllah. Imagine a time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put a barrier between you and the guidance and you will not see it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. He says, Inna ja'alna ala quloobihim akinnatan an yafqahu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says we have placed ala qulubihim akinnatan. Akinna means aghatiya, you know, something to block their ears. Inna ja'alna ala qulubihim akinnatan. We put cover, we cover the qulub, the qalb, you know, the qalb is placed inside something, you know, so you couldn't see properly. And you know, the source of reflection and, uh, and uh, understanding is the heart. Is the heart. The source of understanding is the heart. It needs to receive the information for it to be digested. If the heart is covered, whatever information you are sending through the ears, through the eyes, you know, it will never be able to digest it completely. It will never be able to digest it at all. I just want you to feel this situation, you know. It's one of the most, if not the most dangerous situation a human being can be in. Where he pushed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much, you know, he pushed so much in the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, you know, you know, cover the heart and close it, you know. He makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala angry in the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covers his heart and the heart cannot see the truth anymore. You know, the heart cannot see the truth anymore. You do have people in this life, you know that, you do have some people that you tell them, accept Islam. They tell you, no, I want, but I don't know how. SubhanAllah. So many obstacles Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in, in His presence. You get the people who are disturbing the community, ask Him to be guided, you know, to, 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 I mean, to be a, a, a pious person, He will tell you, I don't know how. You know. Leave your friends because they are not inviting you to anything except tragedy. He will tell you, I don't know how. Whereas, I see it, the most easiest thing to be done. You know, what's wrong with telling them that I'm not your friend anymore? Think about Allah SWT and your relationship with Him, you know. You are detaching yourself from a relationship. You don't need to put any effort for you to do that. It just, you used to go to them, now you don't go. You used to meet them, now you don't meet them. You used to call them from time to time, now you don't do that. Focus on yourself, fix yourself first, and then start engaging in giving da'wah to, to them. But you have to engage in that detachment, you know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inna ja'alna ala Please bear with me and listen to this situation so that you will understand why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Wa in The heart is closed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wa fi adanihim waqr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put something, and the, the, some cover, some hijab, and block the ears. You know, kind of metal that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put it and block the ears. They cannot receive information through the ears. So the heart is closed. It cannot digest anything and it cannot see anything and it cannot understand anything. It's absolutely blind. And you know, the worst type of blindness is the blindness of the heart. So this person pushes so much and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closed the heart. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blocked the ears, you know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, These type of people, if you are to invite them to guidance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they will never be guided, be guided. Subhanallah. If you are to invite them to guidance, they will never be guided at all. 
So it's a very good and a message for all of us, you know, a very good message to and for all of us to make sure that what we're doing is correct. And don't engage in the ma'asi without repentance, you know, because a person might reach a situation where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will close the heart and coming back after this, uh, this, uh, uh, I mean, situation is not easy for humankind at all. To be back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after this is not easy. So Allah says, إِنَّا جَعَلْنَا عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ أَكِنَّةً أَيَفْقَهُ وَفِي آذَانِهِمْ وَقْرَىٰ وَإِنْ تَدْعُهُمْ إِلَى الْهُدَىٰ فَلَنْ يَحْتَدُوا إِذَنْ أَبَدًا And then he says, وَرَبُّكَ الْغَفُورُ ذُو الرَّحْمَةِ لَوِ أَخِذُهُمْ بِمَا كَسَبُوا لَعَجَّلَ لَهُمُ الْعَذَابِ So we are still talking about the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The previous nation had been destroyed. And Subhanallah is part of the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that the punishment of this Ummah is delayed, not here. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam asked Allah not to punish the Ummah in the way he punished the previous nation. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him that. You know. We're not going to be punished with the sinin, we're not going to be punished uh, with those type of calamities, flood coming and taking everyone on earth. No, this all will not happen. It might happen in some places and kill some people, but collectively the whole city is gone. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I mean, uh, uprooted almost everyone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy everyone. This one is not going to happen with the Ummah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that's a mercy in itself. We are given more chance to reflect and to come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that if we do that, He will show mercy upon us. So He told us we have to reflect upon this and focus on the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and appreciate it. How to appreciate it? Maintain our guidance. Follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala precisely. Follow the sunnah of the Prophet precisely. And we maintain our istiqamah. That's how to appreciate the blessings and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says, The mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that is depriving him from punishing the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa In which the previous nation, uh, uh, if they do one of the things we are doing nowadays, they will be destroyed. You know, There were people who are destroyed because of the deficiency they caused in the, in the, the cheating they have in the, in the business. They were destroyed. Do we have people doing that in the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Yes, a lot. There are people who are destroyed because of homosexuality. The people of Lut. Do we have people doing that? Yes, we do have people doing that in the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There are people who are destroyed because of shirk. There are people who are destroyed because of this and that. You know, almost everything we are doing, you'll find in the history there were some people who were destroyed because of that. You know. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that halim. He's shown mercy upon us. Not because of forget, uh, a forgetfulness. He did not forget. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not negligent. You know, He knows what is going on. And He's taking record of every single thing. That's why He told us in the middle of this surah. That a day will come. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to let the criminals see their evil attitude. You know, وَوَجِدُوا مَا عَمِلُوا حَاضِرًا Every single thing they did, they are going to see it and witnesses and recognize it and remember the time they were committing that evil, evil attitude. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَرَبُّكَ الْغَفُورُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-ghafoorun. Al-ghafoorun means the one who forgives. You know, the one who forgives. That means it is an invitation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us to repent collectively back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dhu'l-Rahma and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful. He is the most merciful. So you can see, subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always connects the punishment with 
the, the blessings and the ni'mah. Yeah, that is this, but this is not always the case. If you are to, I mean, accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has another option for you. So he talks about the criminal and he punish, uh, uh, and his punishment against the criminals. And then now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you that, no, this is not the end of it. Even those ones, if they are to come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will definitely accept them. So as I said, there is an invitation by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from this ayah for people to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and show regret, you know, uh, 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 of that which uh, is considered Islamically as an evil manner and attitude. Allah says, Rahma, And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most merciful. How do we know that? Allah says, لَوْ يُعَخِذُهُمْ بِمَا كَسَبُوا لَعَجَّلَ لَهُمُ الْعَذَابُ If Allah is to hold people accountable of whatever they are doing, لَعَجَّلَ لَهُمُ الْعَذَابُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely punish them. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to hold us responsible of what we're doing, the punishment will come very quickly. But Allah is not doing that. Allah is not doing that. Allah takes some part of what we're doing and holds us responsible of it. That's why the punishment is not collective and general. In the sense, everyone has to go. That's why in some places Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, uh, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to hold everyone accountable of what they are doing, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a time, you know, which He fixed for each and every one of them. And if you're talking about the Kuffar Quraysh, they have seen that time. And if you're talking about individuals, you know, until the Day of Judgment, people have been seeing this promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From time to time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking care of the mujrimeen. You know, none of them escape Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and none of them will escape Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he said they have an appointed term. That is a time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fixed for punishing them. Only when that time arrives, then the punishment will, will come. Lastly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتِلْكَ الْقُرَىٰ أَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ لَمَّا ظَلَمُوا وَجَعَلْنَا لِمَهْلِكِهِمْ مَوْعِدًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who are the previous nation, you know, we destroy them completely when they oppress themselves. They oppress Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first, and they oppress the community, and they oppress themselves also. Allah says, we destroy them all. There is a message here to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that if we are going to go, you know, through the same dimension, direction, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the capacity also to visit us with the same punishment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala visited them with. You get an idea. And don't say that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked him not to destroy everyone collectively. Allah always has his own way. Ways that you never know. He Allah. Nobody knows the junood of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except him. Just take an example of the pandemic we are suffering from. Who is not affected by this? Even those people who are making it as a business, they're all affected, you know. Yeah, they cannot relax, you know. Life, imagine a life, you know, you go to a place where it used to be crowded. It's like, you know, a sign of the day of judgment. Somebody was telling me that he reached an airport. It's like everything is empty. A place where it is almost impossible to be empty, you know, in those days, you know. Almost everything is empty. People are affected. We can't do anything freely in the way we used to do. What is this? If it's not one of those junood of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to let us reflect and come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What, what else you know, of interpretation and explanation are you going to give 
to listen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good. But as I said, we really have to be very careful and repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fix our attitude and make sure that you are holding upon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tomorrow, insha'Allah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wish, uh, we will start with the story of Musa alayhi salam. So there, are, there is a hadith uh, mentioned by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam concerning uh, this uh, story, you know, which explains the detail of what happened, you know. So what I will be doing, insha'Allah, to maximize the benefit, I will deal with the hadith first. There are two hadith. I will try to combine them all together and uh, narrate them to all of us so that we can enjoy. And then we go to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the, in the Quran. And after that, inshallah, if time permits, and if I see it also uh, possible, I will take from uh, Sheikh Abdurrahman Saadi those uh, 30 lessons that he extracted from this uh, story. In the light Allah, we share with them. No need to go uh, to explanation, but we just read them. Get the lessons, you know, uh, to understand how much in his call, I mean, uh, uh, lessons and benefits are contained there in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ and the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I will stop here, inshallah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be with you and to grant you good and success in, in life. Inna hu bi kulli jameel and kafeel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Abdurrahman, it, it, it's raining here very uh, heavily. Uh, my voice, is it clear? Okay. So let's move to questions, inshallah. Uh, the <laughs> Uh, is it permissible to share videos of the Palestinians being oppressed to spread awareness of their situation? Is it uh, permissible to what to do what? Is it permissible to share videos of the Palestinians being oppressed to spread awareness of their situation? Well, I subject. Well, I sometimes these type of things, you know, uh, yani Muslims, you know, I, I don't know how to put it, but sometimes some of these things, I don't call it waste of time, you know, because everyone knows what is going on. And we have seen a lot, you know. And uh, what is in your hand? Nothing. No. This is the job of the government. Muslim government to take action, then it will work. Individually, what can you do? Even sending donation to them, and who can you trust? You know, So many people will tell you that all of these donations, none of them is reaching them. People in Yemen, people in, you know, once it goes out of the country, the donor country, how to reach those people is not easy. You know? Because in all of these things, somebody is behind it. You know? So, uh, I don't see anything uh, wrong with that, Wallahu alam. but we should look at the benefit also sometimes. You know? Just increases the sadness and you can't do anything. You know? So the most important thing is to make dua for them. And the most important thing is to make dua for them and ask Allah SWT to protect them from this enemy. And may Allah SWT deal with him with what they deserve. This is the most important thing they need. You know? That's the most important thing they need. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us good and liberate them from this enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, an enemy of humanity.
Yeah, this is the interpretation of uh, some scholars as Ibn, like Ibn Kathir. Uh, they forgot what they did of evil attitudes and evil manners. You know. And as if life is okay, they don't have any problem. You, know. you get an idea? Instead of reflecting upon that and coming back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance, they forgot everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us in the Can I emphasize on the term istiqama and how to repair? Istiqama, Abdullah, means to have the iman, the correct approach in aqidah, the correct approach in faith and iman. To follow the Sunnah of the Prophet and the Book of Allah precisely with no modification. In the way Allah SWT wants you to do them, to keep them in the way they are. And to put this faith that you have in your chest into practice and action. You know, to practice Islam, to practice Iman, and to be dedicated, you know, to that. And to maximize your patience. So istiqama on all of these means to maintain this attitude and good manner until you meet Allah SWT. To exercise patience and to maintain this attitude and good manner until you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the meaning of istiqamah. That's why it is very difficult, you know. But that's the most important key to success. To maintain istiqamah means sustainability, you know. To sustain, to maintain what you're doing which is good. To keep it up. Not to be lazy. And not to compromise any part of the religion, you know. Keep moving towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prescribed, you know. Uh, that's that's istiqama. May Allah guide us to the truth. Uh, question that's If somebody says, some people say that the COVID-19 pandemic is a punishment from Allah. Hmm. Can we interpret it in that way, or is it a test from Allah? Yeah, it's a test. Yeah, test. It carries the meaning of punishment, you know. And sometimes it might, you might be tested in a in a way of prosperity, you know. But Allah SWT can punish you, and that punishment will be a test. You get an idea. That's why all of these calamities that are happening. They are the result of what we are doing. But at the same time also they are acting as a wake-up call from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those who survive to re reflect upon Allah and come back to the truth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to the truth. And may Allah remove this pandemic from the ummah so that life will come back to its normality. Uh, والسلام ورحمة الله وبركاته. When the Muslim poet is full of doubt, and then 
Uh, Abdraman, your voice is very down. With the rain, I couldn't hear. Ah, the intention should be just part of your Qiyamul Layl. Because Witter has to be odd. So if those two rakat are not, uh, uh, I mean, if you don't add one more rakat, you know, before the salam, then it is shafa, it's not witr. You don't make intention of witr. That, that will be your shafa. Yeah, if you want to make it witr, then you should pray three rakat straightforward, I mean, continuously, and sit in the last, uh, uh, last rakat. Yeah, all of the, the combination of three is witter. If you pray if you pray five rakat, all the five are witter. If you pray seven rakat, all the seven are witter. If you pray nine rakat, all the nine are witter. Like that. If you pray one, then that one is witter. The way you pray what? Uh, do we put our hands on the chest again when we come up from the report? Yes, that's the, that's the best opinion, yeah, to put your hand on the chest after the ruku, inshallah. Because Rasulullah said, when you come up from the ruku, you should let every bone goes back to its original position. And the position of the bones before the ruku was on the chest. He said, let them go back to their positions. Okay, then Jazakumullah uh, khairan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. Uh, hoping to see you be in light tomorrow, which will be the last uh, class before Eid, insha'Allah ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.